don't drink and ride horse and cattle. As the Daily Mail reports under the Licensing Act 1872, it's illegal to be drunk while in charge on any highway or other public place of any carriage, horse or cattle. Hmm. So once the pubs reopen, guys, don't ride your cattle to and from them. <laughs> Welcome to Pause of Thought, episode two with me, your host, Alison. And yes, today we are talking pet laws and that was one of them. A word of warning for today's episode, there may be some upsetting content. I do apologise in advance, but to discuss this matter, I do have to talk about some of the cases that lead to these laws. So, let's start with some of the pet laws that you may not know about. The first one, belt up. If you do not suitably restrain your pets in the car, you could be fined up to £5,000 and have your car insurance validated. All animals are required to be restrained in car journeys by either putting a seatbelt around their cage or installing a pet-friendly seatbelt which attaches to your car's regular seatbelts. Now I, for one, I use the pet-friendly seatbelts and I attach them to my two's harnesses. I don't like to attach them to their collars because I always worry if we break suddenly and they fall forward, it might hurt them. So I'm definitely up with the belt up. Second one, not having spare poo bags on dog walks. Failure to provide the means to pick up after your dog at the request of an authorised officer will result in a £100 fine. Which means, if you don't bring any extras and you've just cleaned up a mess, you might be about to clean out the contents of your bank account. Now, this is a big pet hate of mine. Seeing people just allowing their dogs to just mess and just leaving it there. If you don't have another dog bag with you and you see someone else dog walking, ask them for a spare one and then pick it up. They're your dogs, your mess, clean it. Right, I'm going to get up off my high horse now. (laughs) The next one, not microchipping your dogs. Incredibly, many people aren't aware that it's been a legal requisite since 2015 to microchip your dogs. The microchipping of dogs regulations made it mandatory for all dogs to be microchipped. If you fail to microchip your pooch, you could be issued with a fine or even prosecuted. There is currently a case being put forward um, for all cats to be microchipped as well. And I 100% agree with this. We see so many cats going missing um, and and turning up in people's houses, in their garages. And I think if you can just take them to the vets to get microchipped and it's been made the law, then great. We can get these little kitties back to their parents. The next one. Encouraging your dog to bark. Now, I never knew you could be fine for this, but if you're caught encouraging your dog to bark, you'll be in for it, as it's illegal to incite your dog to bark unless instructed to do so by a police officer. The next one we have, having a pigsty in the front of your house. Now, I'm not talking about a messy garden, but I truly hate messy gardens. But according to the Town Police Clauses Act of 1847, it's a criminal offence to have an actual pigsty in the front of your house, unless it's appropriately hidden. Which means if you have little piggies or big ones, they need to be housed out back or in sheltered accommodation. And finally, this one completely threw me because I never knew this existed. But letting your dog mate with a royal's dog without their permission is illegal. Now most of us won't be bumping into the Queen or her corgis or any other royal member with their dogs but if you were and your dog is, isn't neutered or spayed 
quickly place your dog on a lead and get out of there. This law actually led to executions. Now you're probably just going to get a fine and then a custody battle. Here in the UK we have the Animal Welfare Act 2006 which contains the general laws relating to animal welfare. Now this is a huge document that you can get completely lost in but it does cover a vast amount of information in regards to animals. The main part I'd like to point out to you is the legislation. The Animal Welfare Act makes owners and keepers responsible for the welfare needs of their animals and they include for a suitable environment, a place to live, for a suitable diet, to exhibit normal behaviour patterns, to be housed with or apart from other animals if applicable, to be protected from pain, injury, suffering and disease. Anyone who is cruel to an animal or does not provide for its welfare needs may be banned from owning animals and fined up to £20,000 and or sent to prison. Now this Welfare Act has been used in the court of law. I'm going to read a case to you and this is a case of Barker versus the RSPCA. The offence was under section 9 and this went to the High Court. I found this article on the Ashford Solicitors, which is a national lawn firm, and this was dated the 22nd of the 6th, 2018. Cases involving animal welfare evoke strong emotions in those who hear about them, and they regularly appear in the news. One such case has received little attention, but provides invaluable guidance on the law that underpins when animals can be taken from their owners, and when owners can be banned from keeping animals. The case is Barker versus the RSPCA 2018, the first case on this offence under Section 9 of the Animal Welfare Act 2006 to reach the High Court. Here are the facts. The animals in question, six dogs, were kept in crates for 21 hours a day in a cluttered environment. They suffered from fleas and were in poor health. The eldest suffered from an untreated disease. There were no concerns for the pet terrapin. The RSPCA told the owners the dogs needed fleet treatment and the house needed cleaning. They also suggested the dogs be sterilised. The RSPCA arranged to collect the dogs for sterilisation at a later date. The owners took steps to follow the advice, but the vet requested to carry out the sterilisation expressed concern. An RSPCA inspector attended the property. Due to the flea infestations, the dogs were not returned to the owners and the eldest, unfortunately, was put down due to her ill health and others were taken to the kennel. At an interview under caution, the owners stated that they were intending to continue the flea treatment and admitted the eldest dog should have been taken to the vet sooner. It then went to the magistrates and this is the magistrates court's decision. By the time the matter reached the magistrates court, two offences were alleged under section 9 of the Act. The first related to a failure to seek appropriate medical care for the eldest dog and the other related to the failure to address the flea infestation in relation to the other dogs. Guilty pleas were entered by the owners. The magistrates disqualified both owners from keeping animals for seven years and made a deprivation order, removing the animals from their care. They were also required to pay prosecution costs. This was the decision that was appealed to the Crown Court. It then went to the Crown Court and the Crown Court's decision was this. The Crown Court denied the appeal. It did, however, vary the order, allowing the owners to keep the pet terrapins. This decision was also appealed. 
This went to the High Court and this was the High Court's decision. At the High Court, the owners suggested they should not be disqualified as they pose little future risk. They also suggested that the deprivation order and disqualification order for seven years were harsh and oppressive and contrary to their rights to a private and family life under Article 8 of the ECHR. The High Court disagreed. In doing so, it gave guidance on the law concerning disqualifications from owning animals. The judge highlighted the three types of orders that can be made under the Act in relation to disqualification. These orders cannot identify specific animals. They can only prohibit, allow the ownership of specific animals. First, an all animals disqualification where a person is banned from keeping an animal. Two, an order banning the individual from owning some types of animals but not others. And three, an order disqualifying the owner from owning animals generally except for certain types. This type of order is likely to be made where it can be evidenced that harm to a particular type of animal is unlikely, e.g. the terrapins in this case. In addition, the judge decided that the seven-year disqualification was not outside the court's sentencing discretion, which can disqualify for life. The key point was that this that the disqualification orders are designed to be protective of animals rather than punitive to defendants. The judge held that the high bar required to interfere in a lower court's decision was not met in the case as the lower court had borne this in, in mind and imposed a disqualification that was not arbitrary or excessively long. Furthermore, he held the order and it did not infringe on any ECHR rights. So the conclusion on this case on the basis of the decision in the Barker, it appears that orders disqualifying owners from keeping pets are hard to challenge, especially where the court imposing the order bears in mind the protective nature of such orders and balances the defendant's rights with the protection of animals. Barker indicates the importance of robustly arguing against the imposition of such orders at an early stage. It also shows that there were orders are imposed with proper consideration and appeals are unlikely to succeed. In such a case, it may be more prudent for disqualified owners to focus their efforts on serving some of their ban and demonstrate their rehabilitation in support of an application to dis cancel the disqualification rather than take the step of incurring legal fees to appeal the order. Now, I don't know about you, uh, you guys listening, but I completely agree um, with what the judge's um, decision was on this case. I don't think these owners should be allowed to own any pets, um, regardless of, of what type of pet it is. I do believe the terrapins should have been taken away from them as well, but I'm not the judge, I'm not the courts, I wasn't there. Um, hopefully you guys can see sort of how awful some of these cases are, but with the right laws in place, these owners can be prosecuted. I'm going to talk to you now about the Dangerous Dog Act 1991. Now bear with me with this act, only because I get a little bit frustrated, simply because at the end of this Dogs Act, it names four breeds that are banned. Bear with me, I'll read the act to you, I'll explain why I get frustrated with this act. And then I'm going to read you a small case about a dog that's not even mentioned under the Banned Breed Act. Okay, so 
The Dangerous Dogs Act, 1991, Section 3. It is a criminal offence for the owner and or the person in charge of the dog to allow a dog to be dangerously out of control in a public place, a place where it is not permitted to be, and some other areas. A dangerously out of dog can be defined as a dog that has injured someone or a dog that a person has grounds for reasonable apprehension that it may do so. Something as simple as letting your dog chase, bark or jump up at a person or child could lead to a complaint, so ensure that your dog is under control at all times. If your dog injures a person, it may be seized by the police and your penalty may include a prison sentence and or a ban on keeping dogs. There is an automatic presumption that your dog will be destroyed unless you can persuade the court that it is not a danger to the public, in which case it may be subject to a control order. You may also have to pay a fine, compensation and costs. The following breeds are banned under the Dangerous Dog Act. American Pitbull Terriers, the Fila Brasiliaro, the Doggo Argentino and the Japanese Tosa. Now as I said to you before, these these breeds are only banned simply because they are classed dangerous due to their DNA and not their individual behaviour. Now, I don't know about you guys, but reading that Dangerous Dog Act, I could probably name a handful of dogs that I believe could be placed under the Dangerous Dog Act. But who am I? I don't write the Dangerous Dog Act. I will let the Blue Cross hopefully work their magic and get this law changed. As I say, I was going to read you a little case now about a dog. Now this dog isn't named under the Dangerous Dogs Act, but it was a little bit out of control and it did some damage. So the title was Dog Show Judge's Cuddly Dog Bit a Delivery Driver. A dog show champion whose very large, out-of-control dog bit a delivery driver and was fined. The Bernese Mountain Dog was ordered to wear a lead and a muzzle outside the house, but he was allowed to live. Last March, a delivery driver for Boots visited a lady's home with a package for her prescriptions. But when her elderly cousin answered the door, her two dogs leapt at the visitor. The driver was left with a gaping hole in his elbow and a puncture wound in his hip before the dog's owner appeared and was able to call the dog off. The lady was fined £80 and ordered to pay £250 in compensation to the delivery driver. She was allowed to continue to keep the dog after the magistrates agreed she was a responsible owner. The dog was made subject to a contingent destruction order putting him under certain conditions to ensure that he doesn't pose a danger. Now we read all the time that the postmen, postwomen are frightened of dogs when they come to post our post. And I totally understand it. If your dogs do not like the postman, postwoman, delivery drivers, then when you know a package is arriving, keep them out the way. Now, my dogs bark at the postman whenever he comes. Um, So if I have to answer the door, now my dog's a Maltese Terrier, cross. So if I have to answer the door, I will put my dog away. My dog's not a dangerous dog. He will never, under my eyes, he will never hurt somebody. He wouldn't bite somebody. But I can't afford to take that risk. So as a responsible owner, 
My dog gets put away if I have to answer the door. Now, I know I'm not alone when I say that. You know, I know plenty of my friends that also are the same. They say, you know what, Alison, it's easier just to put the dogs away. You know, it's less stress for everybody. And you know what? That's being a responsible owner. Let me know what you think about this act. Let me know what you think about the dogs that are banned through this act. It'd be really, really interesting to get your opinions on this. Because bear in mind, this is just my opinion. So let me know via Facebook, Instagram or email me. So the final case that I'm going to read to you now. This is very upsetting. Um, So please just bear with it. There is a happy ending to this story, which is really, really good. So... An upsetting sequence of cruelty was uncovered when a teenager photographed his abuse of his dog, Prince. A catalogue of animal abuse was discovered when a photograph came to light of a dog bound and hung by his hind legs with a plastic bag over his head. Forensics examination showed that the image had been taken by the phone of his young owner. Luckily, the dog, Prince, survived the suffocation. However, this incident was just a small part of the youth's ill-treatment of Prince and other animals. Two witnesses had seen many instances of similar, similar abuse firsthand, while one of them had also seen videos of abuse on the youth's phone. The police seized Prince and a number of other animals. The investigating RSPCA inspector had a meeting with police and psychiatrists to try to address the youth's behaviour. But although he was already known to the authorities for other offences involving animals, only the RSPCA pursued his prosecution. Some months later, the youth was seen on CCTV poisoning some fish by pouring salt and pepper into their tank. All five fish died. The water in the tank was later tested and found to be off the pH scale. The RSPCA summons the youth for his mistreatment of Prince and the fish. The investigating inspector said, In my 20-year career, I have never dealt with someone as frightening and dangerous as this young individual. The magistrate stated they were gravely concerned about the youth and his pattern of offending and this that his attitude towards animals were extremely worrying. However, they explained they were conscious of their sentencing objectives in the youth court, the welfare of the youth, his circumstances and the fact that youth offending service generally felt there was hope for change with him. Despite awful abuse, Prince survived. There was a happy ending and a new beginning to Prince's story as he was rehomed with a loving new owner and is now living the life he deserves. I'll just read off what this young individual was charged with and his sentence. So his offences were the Animal Welfare Act, Section 4 and Section 9, and the Criminal Damage Act. His pleas were guilty, his convictions were four, and his sentence was disqualified from keeping animals for life, 18-month youth rehabilitation order, a five-day making-a-change programme, 60 hours unpaid work and £400 costs deferred until the defendant turned 18. I cannot imagine how Prince felt because right now I have tears that this can actually happen. You don't like to read it, you don't like to see it, but it does happen. And this is our chance 
to stop these things from happening. I do apologise. <laughs> I found this report within the RSPCA website. It's under their prosecution's annual report of 2019. I'm going to tell you now how you can stop or help prevent cases like Prince's or the Bernese Mountain Dog that we read about or the owners that had the six dogs in the first case. So I went to the Metropolitan Police website and under their animal crime there are a number of ways that you can report. So I'm just going to read this off of their website and I will post this on my Facebook and on my Instagram and if you need it emailing to, to you then please let me know. Wildlife and animal crime can be a complex area to understand. To find out what wildlife crime is, go to our wildlife crime page. Crimes involving animals that aren't wildlife crimes include livestock worrying, livestock theft, hunting, animal cruelty, dogs being out of control in public places. So let's talk about livestock worrying. So livestock worrying is a criminal offence and comes under the Dogs Protection of Livestock Act 1953. You can report this online, but please be aware a farmer is allowed to kill the dog if it is worrying their livestock. Always keep your dog under control around other animals, and if you see a dog on the loose worrying animals, please report it online. Now you can actually click on their website and it gives you a, um, somewhere you can report it, a form you can fill out. Again, the same goes with livestock theft. So grazing animals can be an easy target, especially in remote rural locations. So if you do have any livestock, check on your animals regularly, report any special, uh, suspicious vehicles, make sure they've got ear tags, um, tattoos, microchips, anything that you can identify your animal if it's stolen. And again, if you click on the Met Police website, they give you uh, somewhere that you can report livestock theft. Now for me this next one fox hunting. I don't like fox hunting um, but I will read it to you and obviously tell you how you can report it. So fox hunting is illegal. Trail and drag hunting where the hunt follows an artificial scent laid out in the trail is legal. Dogs can be used legally as part of a trail or drag hunt. There are exemptions, exemptions under the Hunting Act 2004, which allow for wild animals, including foxes, to be humanely killed. Dogs can be legally used to flush a fox from cover so it can be shot. It is an offence to engage or participate in the pursuit of a wild animal, use or allow a dog or dogs to pursue a wild animal, knowingly allow land to be entered for the purpose of hunting a fox, hunt foxes with dogs. If you think someone has broken the ban on fox hunting, then that's a wildlife crime and you need to let the police know by reporting online. Animal cruelty. Animal cruelty is when someone doesn't care for or deliberately hurts an animal. It can include anything from physical violence to deliberate mental distress or neglect. For example, not feeding or cleaning the animal. If you see or suspect that a person may be treating an animal badly, whether this is physical violence, neglect or any other form of cruelty, you should report this to the RSPCA's 24-hour cruelty, cruelty line. You can contact them also on 0300 1234 the call will cost the same as any call to any UK land number. 
The police say they work with the RSPCA to investigate cases of animal cruelty. Dogs out of control in public places. It is an offence to let a dog be dangerously out of control, whether that's in a public or private place. A dog is considered to be out of control if it injures someone, makes someone worried that it might injure them. If you see a dog that's loose and it is seemingly out of control, you can call the police by calling 101. So, ladies, gents and fur babies, that is pet laws squished down into a small amount. I could spend hours and hours and hours talking about all the pet laws. I spent hours researching um, what laws there were, what was relevant information, looking at the cases. I mean, there are a lot of cases um, to do with with pets and and I think you will be surprised. It is definitely worth looking um, at the RSPCA website and looking at their annual reports. Um, it is upsetting to read, but I think to be in the know and to be the person that can help, you need to read these cases. There is a vast amount of information available for you on the internet. Um, you know, there are a vast amount of websites that can give you information. But also don't be afraid to ring these these law firms, the RSPCA, um, contacting, you know, the police, obviously not their emergency number, you know, but maybe contact that through the through the website and asking for their advice. If you're concerned about a pet or an animal or, or any type of animal that you see, then please report it. You're the first step in giving these animals a better life. Well, that's it from me. I look forward to speaking to you all on the next episode. We have a fabulous special guest. If you're on my uh, Facebook and Instagram, you will see who it is. So I'm very excited about that. So take care and I will speak to you all soon. All right then, bye-bye.